Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Let's go to Jeffrey in El Paso. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Uh, thanks. Um, I was wondering if I could get your thoughts on uh, Unum Group, ticker Uniform November Mike. I bought it back in uh, 2020 during the COVID crisis, and I was wondering if it's time to, uh, to sell and move on. I would say no. The reason why I'm saying that is it's still a pretty low-priced stock. A $31 stock, $31.78, is going to make $4.52 this year and $5.73 next year, and it pays a pretty decent dividend at 3.8%. Invest Talk. Over 40 million downloads and counting across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday. I'm Steve Peasley. Of course, I look forward to doing this podcast, talking to you, answering your questions, anything financial, those kinds of questions. I'm for it. And I'll give you the straight answers. I won't be unbiased. I won't. I'm not. I don't have to sell a particular point of view. I just give you information. I want to educate people on how this, how to manage your money. That's my my goal. To educate you on how to manage your money, how to protect it, how to grow it. What's the best way to do it? That's what this show is about. Answering your questions is the easiest way I can think of to know what you want. But I also have an agenda of my own, and that is to educate you. So let's go to Jeffrey in El Paso. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Uh, thanks. Um, I was wondering if I could get your thoughts on uh, Unum Group, ticker Uniform November Mike. I bought it back in uh, 2020 during the COVID crisis, and I was wondering if it's time to, uh, to sell and move on. I would say no. Um, Unum Group, everybody. Uh, UNM provides group and individual disability insurance and group life insurance, mainly in the U.S. and U.K. The reason why I'm saying that is it's still a pretty low-priced stock. A $31 stock, $31.78, and it's going to make $4.52 this year and $5.73 next year, and it pays a pretty decent dividend at 3.8%. It's right at resistance. In other words, it's come to this price before and has trouble getting through it. Okay? Uh, it just has. And last time it was here was, uh, let's see, about two years ago. Uh, 31.98 was its high, and today it's 31.78. So it's right at that resistance level. Um, if you had it as a short-term buy, this would be the place you'd probably sell it. Okay, because it might have trouble getting through that place again. But again, uh, it's a thirty-one dollar stock going to make five seventy-three, meaning it's a seven or so PE. Now the range is low, two to thirteen, and it'll probably stay in that range. And the return on equity is only eight percent, so that's not great. Um, but the dividend is pretty solid because cash flow is very strong, seven dollars twenty-nine cents. So uh, if you bought it for the dividend, you have no worries; it it can still pay the dividend without any problems. Uh, it's not it, the high that it's made in recent years was back to uh, fifty five, close to sixty dollars a share. I have a feeling you're going to get back to that share that price. This stock is fundamentally very strong. UNM 
Good luck with it, Jeffrey. Justin and I are grateful for your podcast support, and our free downloads will continue. I want to make you aware of two other ways to find our material on bias guidance. Invest Talk has a YouTube channel and an Instagram following. We're building out more content in both places, both platforms. So go to the YouTube or Instagram and search Invest Talk. That's remember, it's with two T's. And please tell your friends and family. Invest Talk phone lines are open. Call now, 888 99Chart. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are ready to answer your finance and investment questions. Call Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. My focus point today. Uh, it's a story. Uh, consumer sentiment drops to near decade low. Now, you can imagine why it dropped. I mean, what happened in the last 30 days? I mean, you'd have to be living in a hole without not, not knowing what has happened, you know, with Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, inflation is way out of control. But we'll get into that. Um, it, it, the, this survey comes out every month, and it's put out by the University of Michigan. So we'll talk about it. Um, my trivia question today concerns the IRS tax refunds. Are you expecting one? I am not. As a matter of fact, I know I got to pay more, much more money. So when might you get it? That's coming up on the halfway point on the trivia question. Job openings for February. Do you see the numbers? We'll talk about that. And did you see uh, see what happened in China? The new Chinese COVID lockdowns in Shanghai. Maybe we'll have to get time to get to that. And I want to talk about the yield curve. The two ten is still okay, but the five year to the thirty year is inverted. What does that mean? What does that mean for the economy? To you, me, the stock market? Does we have to worry about it? The market was up pretty strong today. The Dow was up 338 points, and NASDAQ up 265 points, and the S&P up 56 points. So the market has had a good day. Looks like we're in a little run up here in the last week or two. And I think a lot of it had to do because their talks are being uh, perceived to be moving positively between Ukraine and Russia. Let's just say that perceived to be moving in a positive direction we'll see we'll see okay uh let's see let's go ahead and grab another voice bank question from 888-99-CHART guys great show by the way i'm calling from new jersey i just have a question since everything going on with the oil i think a lot of people are going to be looking for some other alternative energy looking at etf icln I just wanted to know if that would be a good play. Thank you. Well, it is a good play for the clean energy index because that's what it's tracking. Uh, so it's iShares, S&P Global Clean Energy. Exchange-traded funds seeking performance corresponding to the Standard & Poor's Global Clean Energy Index, and it's very popular. Clean energy is very popular. Everybody wants to move away from oil, natural gas, and to me that makes no sense. Well, let me rephrase that. To me, it makes no sense not to still put a lot of consideration for oil and natural gas because we need it. We can't just turn it off like people think we can. It can't. You can't. The world's gonna, world demand for oil and natural gas is going to continue for the next decade or two. 
That doesn't mean we move not don't move to clean energy. We do move to clean energy. It's just that we have to be reasonable about it, and and it's got to be you know it's got to be a a common sense approach to clean energy. And we don't seem to have a lot of that out there. <laughs> we don't. Um, so, but I think it's very popular, and I think it's only going to grow in popularity. And, you know, so there's nothing wrong with investing in that area. The problem with most clean energy companies is that a lot of them don't make money. They have to be subsidized by the government. In other words, in other words, there's got to be tax breaks for it or tax giveaways to, to move toward that, to a lot of a lot of industry over there in the clean energy sector. But and without it, there would be much less, much less investment going on over there. Okay, but I still think it's something that will continue. I don't think it's going to stop. Now, how does the street market works? No, this is a question, and I, I didn't get this. This is a review question, an iPad, um, um, a, uh, a a review on our 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 podcast by iTunes. How does the street market work? I, I don't, that, that 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 term is not something used. Who buys? Who sells? Can I trade in the aftermarket through my broker, Fidelity, or is this more for professionals and the big, big funds? Yeah, aftermarket you can't really do trading. You have to wait, and it is for the big boys. Remember, if you own a stock, you can trade that stock to anybody anytime you want to. Just got to register it with the the stock market that it's traded on. Um, so I'm not sure what he means by street market work. How's the street market works? But you know, you will have after-hours trading between huge players. You know, two million shares of, you know, uh, Tesla would change hands overnight with, you know, from Fidelity to Vanguard. That happens, and they just reported on the next day. Well, you and I really can't participate in that. Stocks can trade all twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, though. Don't think they don't. They do. So. 888-99-CHART. Here's another one uh, from Jared. I'd like to hear your current opinion on Playboy. You both have mentioned it before, and it's made its way into the newsletter twice in 2021. Is now a good time to buy? Yeah, Playboy Playboy is one of our more risky plays that we've been... We've been we own Playboy in some of our managed accounts. It's one of our more risky plays. Um, we love we think the brand name is very recognizable, obviously, and their sales growth is pretty spectacular. So it's a growth, you know, a growth stock. For those people who think we only invest in value stocks, well, that's we mainly invest in value stocks, but sometimes we take a shot at something. And so, yes, I think this is a good price for Playboy if you want to own it. We're moving into a break. On the other side, I will go into my focus point. So thank you for listening here on Invest Talk. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. Okay, my focus point today um, is about the Consumer Senate report that came out for March this month, March. 
and it fell. And this we're we're at a pretty low number. Uh, um, in February, it was sixty-two point eight percent. In March, fifty-nine point four percent. A year ago, it was eighty-five percent. So it's a thirty percent or so fall. So consumer sentiment is how the consumers feel. Okay. Now, my, I always have. I've always had a problem with this consumer sentiment report because it depends on when they take the survey. Sometimes, uh, uh, how accurate is it? Think about it. We have one of the strongest jobs market we've had in history right now, and yet consumers are very worried. Why? Because of the Russian, uh, the Russian Ukraine war and inflation. What part of the consumer confidence report talk about jobs, and they have lots of confidence in jobs, and they have lots of confidence in you know we could see that in the quit rate, quit rate. People are quitting because they a uh, pretty high rate because they can they know they can find another job. So consumer sentiment is negative; it's been going down. But how much does that result in consumers not spending? Are they not spending because of it? This is difficult. Sometimes they, sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. So it's a very difficult uh, statistic to try to interpret for you and me as investors. How can we use it? That's, everything comes down to that, right? All these statistics and everything we talk about, how do, do I use that as an investor? How is it going to improve or my ability to make money in the stock market? And I always have trouble with the Consumer Center report because I don't know if I can rely on it. You know, I, I don't know if I can rely on it saying, okay, if the consumers are down or the numbers are down, then that means they're going to stop spending. And that means earnings for corporations are going to go down. And, I, and, I, and therefore, stock prices are going to be under pressure. And I can't interpret it that way. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen a relationship that means that, that what, that's what happens. So, not my favorite stat. Let's just put it that way. It's just not. Okay, uh, 888-99-CHART is my phone number. From time to time, we get various uh, process and strategy questions. So, let's play one now. Yes, uh, Justin, I have a strategy question. I own stock in a very good company. However, as many others have experienced, I overpaid and the stock has fallen and turned a handsome profit into a loss. Stocks now at or approaching an attractive buy point, although I'm sure it would may go lower with the market. My question is, should I sell the stock for a tax loss, wait 30 days, and then see if it is an attractive to repurchase it, or hold the stock, buy more as it becomes attractive, and hold for the long term, anticipating a, a profit over that long term? I uh, appreciate your thoughts on this, and uh, great show. Thanks a lot. My name is Dick. Thank you. Bye. That's a pretty tough question because, you know, it really depends on the circumstances. I do like capturing losses to apply to capital gains short-term or long-term in the future. And if you have confidence in the company and it's down really low and you have a loss and you can capture it easily, you can – the reason why he's waiting 30 days is because it's what we call a, a wash sale. If you have a loss in a stock and you take it by selling it and you realize the loss, you can't buy that stock back for until 31 days. Let me rephrase that. You can buy it back, but it washes away the loss like you didn't sell it at all. And therefore, you can't apply it to any gains for tax purposes by the end of the year. 
So he's saying, well, if I wait 31 days, I can buy it back. And then you can, and then it doesn't wash away the, the loss. So you can take that loss against capital gains, and you can buy the stock back. And I do like that idea, but you know what? It depends on the stock. I have to see the fundamentals of the company. I got to look at the trading you know, activity of the company. I want to look at a chart to see if is this is going to bounce or is this going to be staying around this low for a while. All the, there's a lot of factors to consider here, not just taking a loss and you know and buying it back in 31 days because you like it still. Um, if the fundamentals are solid and that never changed, the, what, the reason you bought it still exists today, and that was a very valid reason, then you want to own the stock. Now, whether you take the loss and try to do the you know, t- you know capital gains thing, wait 31 days, or just hold on to it and add to it, that's a diff- more difficult question to answer uh, without knowing what company we're talking about. M, is it in a, you know, you're talking about wash sale, so is it in a IRA? If it is, you don't get the loss. I'm sure it's not in an IRA. But with just one month remaining in the 2022 tax season, I wish I didn't have to be reminded of that, the IRS has already delivered millions of refunds to a lot of taxpayers. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. So far, the average IRS tax refund for 2021 is much larger than 2020. What do you suppose is the new average refund amount? That's the question. So after the break... I'll give you the educational question answer. But for now, my phone lines are open. I would love you, love you to give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members? or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so... Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. 
As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I gave you my trivia question. So far, the average IRS tax refund 2021 is much larger than 2020. So what do you suppose is the new average refund amount? So last week, the Internal Revenue Service said that it has issued more than 45 million refunds worth a collective $152 billion as of March 11th. Okay, March 11th. The average payment so far is worth $3,352, though it may change by the time April you know, 18th comes around. Usually it's the 15th, but I think it's fallen on a weekend. Um, <clears throat> so now 2020, it was 2,800. Now remember, it's 3,352 this year so far. So how quickly might you receive your refund this year? If taxpayers file an electronic return with no issues and opt to receive the refund via direct deposit, the IRS anticipates the money will arrive arrive within 21 days. You can start tracking the status of your tax refund within 24 hours of filing using the IRS Where's My Refund tool. The tax filing season will end on April 18th this year for most individuals rather than the 15th, as I said, because... That's the when, that's when Emancipation Day will be observed in Washington. So they're closed. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. Uh, let's see, job openings report: eleven point three million jobs opened in February last month. For January, it was eleven point three million too. They expected it to drop a little bit, and it actually did, but just fractionally. That's still a near a record high. Okay, the quit rate is at 4.4 million. That's 2.9%, up one-tenth of 1%. More people are quitting. 2019, the average quit rate was 2.3%. And remember, it's 2.9 now. 
give you a little bit of scale. So people are not worried about quitting. The economy's job-producing ability is pretty high. So, you know, that means the economy is not in any danger of going to recession yet. Don't, don't, don't tell, no. I don't think we're going to recession this year, and I've said it and written it and, and many times so far. I, I think we have a possibility of next year going into recession for various reasons. Something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. Now let's pivot to another Investor Voice Paint question. Hey, Justin. Hey, Steve. This is Mike from Florida. I'm calling about Crocs, C-R-O-X. I've been reading quite a bit about it through a bunch of different sources. Also, everything seems to be looking good except for the rolling averages, the 20-day and 200-day, or it's way below both of those. But the company's making money. It's growing. It just had an acquisition of Hey Dude. Everything seems to be good. What am I missing? Why should I not buy this stock right now? Or is this one that I should grab at close to 52-week lows? Thanks for the answer. I look forward to hearing it. The reason why you would not buy this is because it's a growth stock. It's in the retail sector, and it's very those things are very cyclical. But it's a great company. Crocs, C-R-O-X, is a simple manufacturer of men's, women's, and children's footwear made with proprietary resin material called Crosslite. It did buy Hey Dude, uh, announced on February 17th. Uh, for two point, uh, about $2.2 $2. $2 billion in cash and $2,852,280 shares. Okay? So cash and shares. It's a $4.8 billion company. So that's a pretty big uh, acquisition as far as price and size for them. Um, they've been growing 40, 50, 60, 70, up to 90% sales each quarter for the last, you know, what, a uh, year and a half. And that's why the stock went from a COVID low of eight to a recent high of about 180 and now it's 83. So it pulled way back down and now you're, you're thinking, well, gee, this looks like a good value at this point. And it is because they're going to make $12.05 a share next year. It's an $83 stock. So I think from a value point of view, this is pretty, it's a pretty good value. And it looks like it's finding support. So yeah, this would be a good, probably a good buy point. But you ask also why you wouldn't buy it because growth stocks are not in favor right now. But pretty compelling as a value play. So what you're getting is you're getting value plus growth, which I like a lot. Okay, let's make it two in a row. And a voice bank question came in earlier from Philadelphia, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Joe in Philadelphia. I'm calling about Schnitzer Steel Industries, Sam, Charlie, Hector, Nancy. It's a steel recycler, but also deals in used auto parts. And they're talking about also making zero carbon, carbon-free emissions steel, green steel, Company looks profitable, pay a one and a half percent dividend. The five-year P is looking okay, but it's had a little bit of a recent run-up, and I was wondering uh, what a good entry point would be on the stock. Uh, you guys do a great job. I love the show. Thanks. Okay, Schnitzer Steel, a one point four billion dollar company, so it's it's pretty small cap company, uh, but not a micro cap, just small. Manufactures finished steel products from recycled materials and recycled ferrous non-ferrous metals. 
Um, mostly in auto parts. It's going to make $7.06 this year and only $6.35 next year. So sales are going down. Earnings are going down. Sales are still pretty darn strong. Um, uh, most recent quarter up 62%. Before that was 82. Before that was 104. Before that was 37. So, you know, I think what you're seeing is a peak, though, just like we talked about the other sale, uh, other steel company earlier. I think we're seeing a peak. This stock ran from, you know, COVID lows of 10, 11, all the way up to, oh, 60. And now it's at 52. And it's hit 60. This is the third time, third run up to back up to 60. Trying to, anyways. It's at 52.87. Good buy point is in the low to mid 30s. That's where you'd really want to buy this stock. That would be my suggestion. SCHN, Schnitzer Steel Industry. Okay, so how uh, during the hour, we like to talk about our company a little bit, if we could. So we take a little bit of time. Justin and I run KPP Financial, and we put on KPP Financial, sponsored the show, Invest Talk. Uh, and that's Justin and I produce it. I mean, we don't produce it. We're the people that put it on. Um, and, you know, our company, KPP Financial, is in Irvine, California, between L.A. and, and San Diego and Orange County, California, Southern California. Uh, and we like to remind everybody, uh, all our listeners, that we practice a philosophy of of, oper- of independent thinking and shared success. And so how do we implement that? Well, one way we do it is we give unbiased guidance. We also practice parallel investing, meaning we buy the same thing for ourselves. We do our clients, the same price, same percentages in the various portfolios. So we ride along with our clients. We're on the same side of the table as our clients, and we think that's important. In other words, we own what our clients own personally. We own it too, same price. We will also, of course, take a look at your portfolio and give you a free portfolio review. We like doing that. Uh, you don't have to become a client to do that. You don't have, there is no pressure. There is no obligation. If you just need some help, we'll help you. Be happy to do that. Um, you can call our KPP offices in Irvine, California, or you can send us a, through our website, investtalk.com or kppfinancial.com. Send us a contact, uh, uh, email contact. Just click on the Contact Us button. There's different ways to contact us or get a hold of us. It should, should be pretty easy. And, of course, again, there's no obligation. We, we do this. We like doing it. I've been doing it for years and years and years, and I enjoy helping people grow their money. So we want to do it. Even if you don't become a client, it's okay. This is Invest Talk. Justin and I thank you for downloading our podcast and telling your friends and family about us. We appreciate that. And we'll play another caller question next, so just hang on. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin, thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Your rating is a vote of confidence that leads to higher visibility and causes more people to discover and listen to Invest Talk. So please tell your friends and family members about the free Invest Talk downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Remember to include your brief question when you review and rate on iTunes. 
And of course, your calls are always welcome 24-7. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, this is Chess from Virginia, a longtime listener of the podcast here. I had a question about investing in 529 plans. I was researching a lot of 529 plans across different states, and I was wondering if I start now from a time horizon of 18 years or so, I just had a baby, so you know, like I have a long time horizon. Does it make sense to just start dollar cost averaging in an index fund, go find the cheapest available in any other states, and just start BCA in that? Is 18 years long enough time frame to do that, or be some other kind of strategy that I should be looking into? I know long term you want to stay in the market, and you know, like for my retirement accounts, I just put it in index funds and I forget about it because I have like 30, 40 years before I retire. But what about 18 years? Is that long enough? I'd be waiting to hear the response in upcoming podcast. Thank you very much. Actually, it's a very good question. And a 529 uh, plan, everybody, is for education, uh, for accredited colleges only. You put money in there, it grows tax-free. Uh, 18 years is enough. Now, um, uh, I would probably, and an index fund is fine. There's no problem with that. But I would probably lean to a value index funds because I think for about the next 10 years or so, uh, statistically, value should outperform growth, and therefore, instead of a it's just a normal index fund, I might suggest a value index fund. There's an S&P value index ETF out there. So you want the most flexible plan in the various states because everybody, 529 plans are sponsored by individual states. Not all states have one, but you can be in any state and buy a 529 plan in some other state than the one you live in. So, you know, you can shop around, and that seems like what he's doing, which is a smart thing to do. Maybe you should call me back and find out what state is the most flexible that you've found. I I would like to know that. It used to be Florida was pretty flexible. I don't know. Flexible meaning you get to invest in anything you want. Some states only give you a short list of mutual funds to invest in, which I don't like. But good question. And I, I think your son or daughter will greatly appreciate your efforts. Starting early. Okay. 888 chart. Okay. China has a new COVID lockdown. Okay. Uh, it's the biggest lockdown in two years. It's in Shanghai. They apparently have surging infection of the Omicron variant. Why are they locking down on Omicron? Because Omicron, the, the, the symptoms are much less. It's... it's there's hardly any, there are deaths, but there's hardly any compared to the original ones. And most people get it, and it's like a light flu. And so why are you shutting down? Apparently, they're shutting down uh, two stages of shutdown for 26 million people in Shanghai. They're closing bridges and tunnels and restricting traffic. Seems kind of over the top. Of course, they're a communist country. They do what they want, whatever they want. But what worries me is, well, what does this have, what kind of effect will this have on our uh, supply chain? You know, a few years ago, everybody was talking about, you know, a global economy and everything is 
you know, it's a great idea that everything is globally done and all that wonderful stuff. And now we're finding out what trouble comes across when supply chain is global. Because certain areas treat differently different things that happen to them. And politics is different. And everything is different. And sometimes they get in the way. Look at the Russia-Ukraine war. It's gonna it has already affected the price of wheat, oil, you know, supply chain problems in China. You know, when they can't they shut down ports and things. And see, so it's all over the world. So when you have a worldwide supply chain instead of a domestic one, you've got other kinds of worries. Okay. And that affects the economy, your economy and your home country and stock market. Both. Because it affects our needs. So it's kind of interesting that you don't, the globalists are in their retreat. It seems like because of these issues that seem to keep cropping up. So, okay, we have another iTunes um, review from Jaggy. Uh, please look at Carrier Corporation, simple C A R R. I work for the HVAC industry, and if there is one thing people will spend money on, it's air conditionings. And yeah, that's true. I took a look at this earlier today. I'm not overly impressed with Carrier. Uh, it's, the, the, there's nothing wrong with the company. Don't get me. Don't don't try to tell me. Don't try to put me in a box saying that I don't like it. I don't like it as an investment at this point. Um, it's a $48 stock. They're going to make $2.59. It's a growing very strong. I, I don't have a problem with that. It's a $41 billion company. They're growing sales 12 to 20 percent. I'm okay with that too, but it's expensive. And I'm not okay with that. Too expensive for me. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in 888 99 chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down sideways and around it's called volatility and if you're a serious investor you'll have finance and investment questions for steve peasley he's here now taking your calls live invest talk 888-99-CHART hi my name is ali i'm looking at starbucks ticker symbol s-b-u-x it's corrected quite a bit, but I think so I still think the fundamentals in this company are fairly fairly good. I just want a confirmation from you guys if my thought process is correct and at what levels I should be getting in on the stock. Thanks. Looking forward to your answer. Okay, uh, Starbucks is SBUX. It operates thirty three thousand eight hundred thirty three coffee shops worldwide. Sixteen thousand eight hundred in the United States. Um, they're going to. They have consistently made money, right? They're going to make three dollars and ninety one cents uh, in two thousand twenty three. This year they're going to make three dollars and thirty four cents, so a seventeen percent increase to next year. So three dollars and ninety one cents. That's a ninety one dollar stock. So that tells you it's you know in the twenties PE ratio. Now Starbucks has never sold below a nineteen price earnings ratio. Never sold below that. So low twenties would for Starbucks is a good price. But at some point, some point in history, it will sell more in a market PE ratio which is fifteen. 
I think it's still too expensive for me to be attracted to, even though it's come way down off $120 all the way down to 90 I mean, it's came way down. It's still just not an attractive enough for me. Pays a 2.1% dividend. Uh, mutual funds are slowly buying it. Management owns 1%. Um, you know, the fundamentals, it's a great company, great company. But I just think it's too expensive for me to buy it. I, I like my, I don't, I, buy, I like value. I don't like, you know, buying, overpaying for this company. And no matter how good they are, I still don't like overpaying for them. And Starbucks is a very good company. Let's go to Richard in Cupertino. Hi, Richard. Hey, nice to talk to you again. Thank you. Um, I got delayed, uh, and I was going to buy a stock this morning. It was called Camping World, CWH, with a very low PE, and it pays a decent dividend. Yes. And now it's up 5%. By the time I looked at it, it's up 5% today. Am I too late? Or, or no, you're I not just, too late, no. Uh, no, you're not too late. Yeah, it is up, was up 5% today, and you always kick yourself on that, then when you miss it. Uh, but, but no, you can never get the absolute bottom. It's just, it's just too hard. It's still, even though it was up 5%, still a good value. It's a $30 stock, going to make $5.98 this year uh, in 2022, but it made $6.88 last year, and next year it's only going to make five twenty. On the other hand, sales growth is... 15 to 20% per quarter or higher. So why uh, earnings are going down, I'm not sure. The dividend yield is 8%, 8.2%. The P.E. ratio, it's a $30 stock, going to make $5.20. So what is that, 5, 6 P.E., 6 P.E.? The range is 3 to 152 on the P.E. ratio. Huge return on equity, but they also have lots of debt. So... They acquired uh, acquired bowling RVs in Ottawa, Iowa, Ottawa, Ottawa, Iowa. Uh, they don't. I don't see how much they pay for it. It's a two point six billion dollar company. Um, so what I'm saying is, yeah, it looks pretty good on a value point of view. I'm not sure why earnings are going down. I'd like to know why that happened. Pays does pay a great dividend. Has a great cash flow. And I would like to know that recent purchase, I mean, just happened in February for um, Bowling RV. How much that cost them? What, what, what was the deal? Do you know? I, I, I do not know. I, I guess that's why I, uh, I called you. It's just, I mean, my dad told me there's no such thing as a free lunch. And it's just, yeah. I was looking at it going, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something's wrong here, and I figure you might be. The right man to be able to yeah, give me a clue. I, I, I'm curious of why the earnings are going down, but sales are going up. And maybe it might have something to do with that purchase. I want to know what that's about. It's a $2 billion company. And did did they dilute the shares? See, that's possible in buying that company. And therefore, earnings per share would go down even though sales are going up. So I, I think you need to find out what, about that deal before you decide to get into this thing. I think going up 5%, that's okay. No big deal. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family about the free podcast downloads for InvestTalk. And uh, thanks to you, we did it. Since it all began, we have now surpassed 40 million total downloads. I tried not to say 40 million until we actually got to 40 million. 
Yeah, so we are at 49. Appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. You can get yours anytime at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And please be sure to review us if you do get it at iTunes and give us a rate. That does help our exposure. We like that the profile gets, you know, bigger, and we like the biggerness. Appreciate that, everybody. So please do so. Independent thing, share success, everybody. This is Best Talk. Have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.